Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So with the Yankees struggling, of course, which is usually the team that carries us around here, and obviously this year we had high expectations for both teams. With the Yankees struggling, it makes it even more impactful because you could account for, and I know coming off of last year, maybe you wouldn't expect the Mets to have a down year this year, but you could account for the Mets having up and down uh, you know, seasons, right? Where last year they're good, this year they're going to be bad. That's just been their history. They've not been able to really have sustained success ever. But with the Yankees being bad this year, it, or, or playing poorly as of now, being bad is a little different, playing poorly as of now it makes it feel a lot worse because now we have two teams that stink, and the Mets have just been dreadful. And I'm tired of hearing about the schedule and who the Mets are playing. All year long, it's been like that. Oh, well, they got the Tigers. They got the Rockies and Reds and Nationals. They got the Cubs and Rockies again. They've got the Cardinals and Pirates and blah, blah, blah. The Mets stink. They are no good. I told you they were done a couple of weeks ago. Like, what's there to say aside from nothing? After you say a team is done, they're dead, they're buried. The division, I mean, you'd be locked up in an insane asylum if you talked about the Mets and potentially winning that division. And that's long over. We know that. And, you know, we talk about the Yankees being 10 and a half games back. The Mets are 12 and a half games back in the NL East. That's an embarrassment. It shows you that they weren't even real last year. The, the, the Mets are so bad this year, it's taking away from last year's accomplishments. That's how ugly it is with this team. You know, like that phrase, oh, we got knocked in a next week. The Mets, I mean, they're, they're so bad that it's impacting last year's result. You're thinking back to, and maybe you shouldn't, you should be looking ahead, of course, but if you think back to what they were a year ago, and now you see this, you're wondering, how did this team ever compete last year? So it's long over for this team. And even as somebody who said that they were dead a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was when they you know, lost that second game to Atlanta, that to me was the death knell in their season. But I still thought they were going to make the postseason. I mean, it's almost impossible not to, right? For a team of their talent, for a team with that payroll, how are they not going to make the postseason? Well, guess what? I mean... Maybe you guys are right, and I know there's the majority of you saying that, no, their season is over, like, for real, Sal. They're not going to make the playoffs. Maybe that is going to be the case, falling further back in the wild card. And if you can't win a series at home 
against the crappy St. Louis Cardinals, you've got major, major issues. And we know that the Mets do. And it's not just one thing. It's everything. It's the hitting. It's the pitching. And it really, first and foremost, it's the pitching. Starting pitching and the bullpen, those are the biggest issues. Because I do think, and I said this a while ago, that the offense could get it turned around and at least stabilize a little bit. But even with the offense, you look at them, they're not very good. Starling Marte, not very good. Francisco Lindor, not very good. You know, Alonzo, you got to give him a break here, but he hasn't been as good. When Tommy Pham is your best player, I think you've got issues. Look at, look, I mean, look at the team. Mark Canna, Eduardo, just look at it. Look at the names. Even Jeff McNeil stinks this year. Vogel back. I mean, think about it with this team. They're not any good. I'm tired of it. So, I mean, the Mets are falling to a place where they're irrelevant right now. And the only conversation is going to be about what changes need to be made moving forward so this doesn't happen again next year. I don't think it's going to be about Billy Epler and Buck Showalter now, and it shouldn't be about them because they're not going to get changed, and nor should they right now. You know, at the end of the year, maybe things get uh, reevaluated as far as Buck goes. Epler's going to be here. And to me, he's the bigger part of the issue because he built a team that has not been able to sustain success. That's an issue. And if the Mets don't make the playoffs, I, I, I mean, as much as I love Buck Showalter, if the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, I think his job has to be in question. Now, who's going to be better than him? I don't know. It just it, it falls under the point. Put it this way. I don't think the Mets can do better than Buck Showalter, a manager. But they might not need better. They might need different. Because it falls under the category, something's got to give here. You can't just keep running out the same thing. Now, again, this is for the end of the season, which, unfortunately for the Mets, still has three months to go. But I have to believe at some point, They'll figure this thing out. And, you know, you start to read some stuff saying that, and when I say figure this thing out, I mean as far as getting into the wild card, somehow sneaking in there. You know, you start to read they're not going to be able to be aggressive at the trade deadline, which now I don't even know if I want them to do, but they have to be able to stabilize the starting pitching. If they do that, then from there, maybe they can start to get things turned around. But it's never been about who they play. It's about how they play. Because if you can't, they haven't beaten any good teams. They haven't beaten any bad teams. They haven't beaten anybody. A team that didn't lose series last year, all they do is lose series now. It doesn't matter who they play. I mean, this this team's lucky they're not in last place. They should be thankful the Nationals are tanking. Man, it is frustrating coming off of that year especially. And this could be the official, you know, if I said they're done as far as the division goes when they lost that second game to Atlanta a couple weeks ago, this week could be the official bye-bye for the Mets as far as the wild card goes, taking on the Astros and then the Phillies. Six games on the road, three in Houston, off day, then three in Philadelphia. This could be it. We could be waving goodbye to the Mets season again in what would be another June swoon. Remember those? We became so familiar with them, and then last year we didn't have it. And now again, you know, the Mets are in one of those June swoons, although really it's been a season-long swoon. But June in particular has just been ugly for them. It has been ugly. It's remarkable a team that did nothing but win series a year ago can't do anything to win a series this year. Nothing but losing series. 
They will be, I mean, you know, the All-Star break can't come soon enough for this team. A couple of weeks away from that. And I think the talk is going to start to lean more towards selling. And that would be something I would strongly consider if I'm Billy Epler and the Mets. But this is going to be a lost year where they're going to have to reassess, reevaluate, reboot going into next year. Like I said, even if they were to make the postseason, they're not going on any kind of run. And right now, I don't know if you could even say that they were going to make the postseason. Matter of fact, it'd probably be, you know, the majority of people think that this team is a dead team walking. Now, the positives, and I told you they weren't really significant, but at least something to be positive about if you're a Mets fan. The fact that Pete Alonso can come back from an injury in 11 days that was supposed to keep him out three to four weeks is absolutely ridiculous. Usually we hear the opposite about athletes. So I wanted to make a note and make sure that when we see guys like Alonzo come back, or we see a guy like Alonzo come back early, a guy like Alonzo who always posts, he plays. He's always out there. He may not be the most talented. He may not be the best all-around player. But he wants it. He wants to play. The guy's a gamer. He's out there every day, pencil in on the lineup. Comes back from that wrist injury three weeks early. Three weeks early. This was one of those I was outside. You know, we were just sitting around, chilling outside, uh, with, watching my daughter run around and pick flowers or whatever. And I look at the news and I see the lineup and I, I legit out loud went, What? I couldn't believe Alonzo was back in there. So he deserves a ton of credit. The other guy who deserves a ton of credit is Francisco Lindor. Same thing. Saturday out of that uh, you know, out of that softball game on Staten Island, I could not believe that Lindor made it back to City Field after his wife gave birth. He made it back to City Field to go be a part of the club and get in the game. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So I know Lindor's having a miserable down year, but you give him a ton of credit for wanting to be a part of this team and wanting to go out there and play. He's another guy who posts every day he's playing. And in a world now where we live in with paternity leave and all this stuff, and you know, remember years ago, like Daniel Murphy left and got criticized for it, and that would never happen now. You can't criticize anybody for leaving. But when a guy comes back the day of, that shows you something. They may not be good, you know, the team, but they've got two guys in Lindor and Alonzo who, at the very least, have the desire, the extreme want to, to be a part of this thing and to go out there and try to help this ball club win games. But they need, I mean, they need a change. It's as simple as that. They need a change, a significant one. So and I'm not talking about a firing. I'm talking about in that lineup, in that clubhouse, on that team. They need a significant change. There's no way around it. It's it's look. It's now do or die time. It, it's really over for me. But as far as the wild card goes, if they don't start to win some games against the Astros and Phillies this week, that could go bye bye too. And then we're talking about this team being sellers at the trade deadline. Antonio's calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, Sal. What's up? What's going on, man? How are you, Antonio? They're good, man. Um, I want to talk about the buck and everything that is going on, but really quick, I have to give you credit on something. I really have to, uh, I want to make this point. You are 100% right about buck not liking Vientos. Do you hear what, do you heard, you heard what he said today? 
uh, press conference when he was talking before the game. He was saying, he, you know what he said? That Vientos will be good someplace else. He'll get a chance to play someplace else. Do you believe that, man? Like, well, did he mean, didn't, he mean, didn't he mean in the minors? Yeah, uh, no, nah, look, look, just read. I mean, you, you, you can listen to it. He basically yeah. said he can, play, he can be good someplace else. Um, he'll probably get a shot someplace else. That's what he said. Basically, you're killing his trade value. You're basically killing all his confidence. That's what you're doing, basically. To me. I thought, though, I mean, he meant, and I'll go back and check it out again. I thought he meant, you know, because the Mets sent him down. So, I, you know, down not, the line That league. wasn't my interpretation. I felt like he was saying that he'll get a chance to play someplace else or some, order, you know, some uh, other organization. That's basically my sense of I what I... I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, but I can't imagine Buck would say that, Antonio. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I can't imagine Buck would say that. So I would... I would be thinking that he meant it more as far as, you know, he's going to get a chance to play. When he goes to the minors, he'll be playing every single day. You know, the Mets have butchered that. They butchered the Gary Sanchez thing. They have screwed up so many things this year. It's really it's really actually laughable. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. And basically, uh, you know, everything, uh, my main point is this, and uh, what I want to make is I'm puzzled by everything that has gone on this year with Billy Epler, with the players, with Buck, and, and no – and. To me, the, what happened today with Abavino and basically bring him and you know bring him in and basically he faced the same hitters yesterday. How can you bring him in to face the same hitters? And not only that, and not only that, that was basically a bad move by Buck, obviously. But then Abavino, right? This is the thing. He, I remember uh, Tom Seaver real quick. I'll tell a quick story. He was saying that uh, he was in the All Star game and he was facing uh, Kyle Jastrzemski. And basically, there was a guy on the on deck circle that he said, "You know what? That is my out. That's the guy that I'm going to get out. This guy Kyle, he's a great hitter. I'm not going to pitch to him." And basically, that's the same thing. Basically, with, with Arenado, you you have to say, "You know what? I'm not going to let him beat me." You know what? I'm gonna. Basically... Well, I don't know why Buck. I don't know why Buck would go. See, I didn't like the idea just of you got the results the day before. Why would you go back to the same, the the same format again the day after? I know that sounds crazy. Well, the answer would be because they just did it the day before. So why wouldn't I think they're going to do it again? Because that's not how it works. It's not easy to get those guys out the way that Adovino did prior. So you're going to go back to the same pitcher against them again? I thought that was a mistake. But Adovino sucks. Like I don't like Adovino. Period. Buck trusts him based off of last year. I never liked Adovino because I watched him with the Yankees. I never, ever once liked him coming to the Mets. I hated the idea of it. He, when he gets hit, he gives up homers. He's so hittable. And Adovino could sit there and say, oh, it's the first home run I gave up to a righty, blah, blah, blah. He stinks. Adovino stinks. As much as the Mets need bullpen arms, I want him traded in the worst way. He can't hold runners on. He's terrible. He can't pitch the lefties. Adovino stinks. So I don't like him on the team, period. And I didn't love the way that Buck handled that yesterday either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, to me, that was basically kind of like, it's, it's, again, it's been emblematic of what has been happening all year. I mean, from the top down, uh, again, the players, Buck, Billy Epler, they failed. But they basically failed the team. And I think, you know, that this is going to get uglier as the season goes on. I think, you know, this season, maybe the Mets will be a 500 team. Maybe. Uh, talk to you soon, man. Maybe, and thank you, Antonio, for the call. Appreciate it. Maybe. I don't think that's going to be the case. Fleegs, where are you at right now? I know you're a big Mets fan, you know, a, a dire Mets fan, season takes all that stuff. Where are you at 
as far as this team being a wild card? Forget the division. We know that's over. Do you think this team ultimately is going to be a wild card team at the end of the year? No, I think they're done. Wow. I did the overnight yesterday, and I opened the show saying, listen, this is horrible. It sucks that we're here, but the Mets need to acknowledge what they are and realize that they have the best trade chip to sell at the deadline and go get something good for David Robertson. They're done. I mean, that's probably the reality. I I just have a hard time. If you look at it, if you look at the standings realistically, forget about even the standings. If you watch this team play, you know the difference. We've watched baseball our whole lives. You know the difference of a good team and a bad team. And And that's what's changed, especially in the last few weeks. Like all the comparisons to the Phillies, Nationals, Braves teams of the last few years, those teams had gotten it going by now. The Mets had their opportunity Two and a half weeks ago, they sweep the Phillies. They're three games above five they They're right there for a playoff spot. That was their chance to really kick things into gear, and they're now 3-11 and since then, and they just lost two out of three to the worst team in the National League. They are done. And, and, a, and a team that we saw Friday looked dreadful in the Cardinals. It was like, oh, my God, if the Mets don't sweep this series, it's going to be an embarrassment. Adam and Wainwright hasn't pitched well in a single game all season, but, of course, the Mets couldn't do that much against them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And they go out there and lose two out of three to this team. They stink. Yeah, I mean, I hate to... It's not that I hate to admit it. It's that I hate to give up on a wild card spot where three teams in the National League are going to be in a wild card spot. How can you not... And you're talking about an expanded postseason on top of the division. How could a team with this payroll, a team that won 101 games last year, why is it always the Mets? How could you fold like that? Like, we could have expected them to not be as good this year. I did not think they would be as good this year. So that's not a shock. But to completely be a disaster, five games under five hundred, losing to these bad teams, being five and a half games back of the wild card with how many teams in front of you? They're tied for the fourth worst record in the National League. Like, that, you can't even make an argument right now for this team getting to 86, 87 wins, which may or may not be enough. But right now, it doesn't feel like they have any chance to get there. Like the Padres have maybe started playing a little bit better. The Phillies are much better. The Giants got healthy. They're much better. Right now, you can't see the Mets making that kind of run, even with all you the know, talent they have, just because this group this year has not shown you that they have it in them. And it's funny, too, Fleece. We look at the schedule and say, well, the Mets, they should be able to beat this team and that team. There are only... A few teams worse than the Mets. But even like all of them, it. in the National, I mean, the, the one losing team the Mets have won a series against is the A's. They swept them. But if you look at the National League teams, the Nationals, they lost a series, split a series. The Rockies lost both series. The Cardinals lost a series. The Cubs lost a series. Like they, And that's the team that's tied with them. They right. have been horrible against these. I mean, it's a miracle that they've played better against the teams with good records. You know, the series win against the Rays and the series win against the Dodgers and sweeping the Phillies. Where would they be without that? And and that's basically it. I mean, you just hit the three series, really. Three. Think about that, Fleeks. Of the entire year. I mean, the, the A's sweep. Yeah, but against the A's. The, the good teams that they played. The entire year. Two out of three from the Dodgers. They take two out of three from the Rays, and they swept the Phillies. That is it the entire year. Those are the only real, hmm, maybe this team could get it going moments. And two series series. wins against a Marlins team that is much different now than they were when the Mets played them. I mean, they are, uh, and you're right, they should have been by now, 
they should have been able to get it going a little bit. And we heard a couple weeks ago, oh, Sal, last year you buried the Mets, or you buried the Braves in the division. The, the Mets are the same amount back. Come on, guys. If you thought it's the same thing, you're out of your mind. Yeah, last year the Braves started to win every single game since May 31st on. We're now mid-June, and the Mets are still going in the wrong direction. And the Mets have to I pass just, five teams. The Braves had to pass one team, and they, right, they exactly. caught them just barely. You know, that's the other thing when you look at the amount of teams that are in front of them, even if you don't want to say the Cubs because they're tied. Pirates, Padres, Reds, Phillies, Dodgers. I mean, that's five teams right there for one spot. For that, you want to throw in the Giants at six teams for two spots in there. And how is it, how is it possible that the Miami Marlins, with that no payroll, a team that's basically built to go out there and lose, how is it possible that the Marlins are significantly better than the Mets? Well, Sal, you, you want to feel better? The Mets have a better run differential than the Marlins. Do they actually? Oh, my God. Look at that. How are the Marlins? Minus 24. I'm looking at that now. Right, the Marlins Mets are one are of those teams that you look at and say, okay, that's fluky. They might not be there. But the Giants, Dodgers, Phillies, and Padres, you don't have that same feeling with. Marlins are 10 games over 500, just five games back. The Marlins, they stink. See, the Mets have talent, but they're a bad team. You can have... Good talent, but a bad team. That's what the Mets have. And it's a different story with the Yankees because they're missing their big their big parts. I don't think the Yankees are a bad team. The Yankees are a good team that is not playing well right now that's all over the place because they're losing or they're missing key parts, especially Aaron Judge, obviously. Not the excuse, not the be-all, end-all. It is an excuse. But they're still, even when the Yankees are talking about them being bad, you know, they're still over 500. They're still playing okay baseball the entire year. At times, very good. At times, okay. At times, not so good. But they've played good baseball. The Mets have not been a good team at all this year. I mean, outside of, we mentioned, as Flea just mentioned, two or three series. You know the Pirates have not won a game since they won the series from the Mets last weekend? Shocker. Shocker. Well, that, to me, was another one. Like, even Pittsburgh. There have been certain moments to me with this team. Whether it's, you want to erase everything that happened prior to the Philly series in June where they swept them, fine. Okay, let's forget that and start from there. Sweep the Phillies, get swept by the Blue Jays. Like, that's bad sign number one. Okay, erase that. Scherzer, Verlander, and two out of the three in Atlanta, go win a series. That losing that second game with Scherzer, that to me was the end of the division. And then, again, after the closed-door meeting, that Buck had on the Friday night in Pittsburgh where they showed you that they were dead. He has the closed-door meeting. They win that Saturday. That Sunday game against the Pirates, that to me was another. They Like, this has to be it. You've got to win this game some way, somehow on Sunday. Take two out of three. Start to have some kind of positive feel coming back home, going to take on the Yankees with Verlander and Scherzer and then the Cardinals. And they lost the game on Sunday after the closed-door meeting. So they lose two out of three to Pittsburgh. They lose the first game to the Yankees. They lose now two out of three to the Cardinals. Like, it just keeps getting worse for this team. They're done. That's it. We know it. And pretty soon, not tonight, because we're on tonight at twelve to five, so we got to talk about something. And the Mets are, you know, going to be reacting to the Mets and Astros, and with the Yankees on off day, especially. Although, hey, look, we may have to throw some Knicks in there as well. Maybe we'll talk some Bradley Beal, Knicks free agency. Start to get excited about Giants and Jets, because the Mets are falling into the worst thing possible: irrelevancy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.